Hey guys, this is Yoan uh, from Unbowed, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. So I'm Bruce. That's my partners, Chris and Rena. Thanks. Hey guys. Hello. Fellow Canadians, Chris. I know they're Canadians. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Southern Ontario. (laughs) You said Guelph, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. What's it? How far is Guelph from Toronto? Uh, On a good day, it's like 45 minutes. Um, If there's traffic, which is like most of the time these days, it's like you get there in like an hour. Yeah, like an hour. Does the 401 go up that high? Yeah, yeah, it does. So, um, yeah, yeah sorry you can kind of just ride that thing the whole way. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we take the back roads whenever, like, if, if we really want to just, like, take our time, just because basically these days with traffic, it takes, like, the same amount of time. So here's um, a here's a little local knowledge that I just learned about. So yeah. they just put in a fucking toll road that runs along the 401 near it. And That's it right. And it costs, like, fucking $60. Oh, it's it's rough, man. Like, what the uh, fuck is that shit? Yeah, actually, like you're not supposed to do it, but apparently there's a lot of people getting in trouble for that because they have these like automated things that will shield their license plate. So like when they get hit by the camera, they don't actually, yeah, they don't have to pay it. But I wouldn't want to get caught with that. Could you imagine like the fine for that would be probably ten times worse? But like that's got to be like this fucking robbery, man. How the fuck? How did it, it happen that a toll road ended up being sixty dollars? Oh, it's like bread today. Like bread's like twelve dollars now too. Like everything's going. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So let's get on with the band. For sure. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Now that we've covered bread prices, <laughs> bread prices, toll roads, after a I'm great gonna, start. Bread. I'm going to tell you, we've been doing this all morning with a podcast every half hour, and we've been all over the place. So nothing surprised me at this point. Like I host my own podcast and like people are always like, don't you want to like stick to like the topic of choice for like who you're talking to? No, I want to know about everything. It's fine. Plug your podcast, plug your podcast. Uh, yeah, I've got um, heroic transmissions. And so that's kind of like a um, modern retelling of mythologies and like just talking to generally interesting people doing things outside of the norm. I really just try and get people in on that. It's, our site's called halithaz.com. So is this something that is this something that comes into the band's music as well? Oh, absolutely. I think like me, Aiden, all the other guys from uh, Unbowed, we've been around each other for so long. Like nearly every weekend we're in the woods having a fire. Like we're all in each other's projects. We have like 12 different projects going around. Uh, we try and keep it like, a, what would you call it? Like um, different mediums, I guess. So like I do lots of like the poster art. Um, Aiden's like a great cook. We like we do stuff like that. Um, like anything that we can bring to the table. Like we just like to enrich each other's lives, enrich other people's lives any way you can, sort of thing. You know, I think that's the true call- calling for artists, right? So <laughs> I like that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I gotta say, when you say that we're we're in the woods every week or something, all I can picture is you guys <laughs> lost in corpse paint and just like wandering there, like what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it gets a little intense because a lot of us know like stick and pokes and stuff like that and like we've done several brandings aiden's mom got so mad at me the other day like we we got too drunk we were like branding each other on the arms and stuff oh (laughs) what is a stick and poke is that actually like yeah so that's like the i guess the more traditional version of tattoos really 
right, Aiden? Like, I guess it's like, yeah, it's like you go and like that sort of thing, uh, tapping them into each other, you know? Uh, more Ooh. tribal looking, I guess. Like, I couldn't yeah. fucking handle that. I'm thinking that's gotta be a <laughs> no lot way. more painful. Aiden, too, right? you're fucking savage. The, yeah. Again, like, mom, yeah, his, mom's was like, getting mad. Yeah, get our moms were not that. happy. Our moms no. were not happy collectively. Absolutely. <laughs> you, so this metal. is the funniest fucking thing ever. Like the extreme <laughs> metal band here is just like, yeah. my mom was really mad about this. It goes, yeah, like it goes hand in hand with like, you know, if you're in a black metal band, you got to be talking about your mom all the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> mom won't be happy. I'm in the woods getting lost. Mom's going to keep you from going to the next show. You're going to be grounded. Yeah. yeah. Why are you putting all those sticks together? That's not sticks. That's the band logo. Yeah, man. <laughs> Our biggest inspiration. We look up in the trees. Oh my God, there's a raccoon up there. You couldn't even see it though. It's like all these like a clump of sticks. <laughs> right. The logo for the band name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, but hey, Aiden, tell us what you like to cook. What is your like uh, best like thing that I like to cook the most? Probably pasta because it's easy like working in a kitchen it's you know get home from work and don't want to really cook anything major yeah uh, him and uh him and our like our ex-guitarist actually are like both like head cooks at one of this really this really cool place that they work in guelph right now and they do like super good brisket all the time like every time i order there it's just like top notch oh, like, i love brisket yeah, yeah. honestly underrated yeah, oh. I, I I do not put the corpses of sentient beings in my body, so I wouldn't know. But <laughs> I don't judge the people who do. I think there's some judging there, but however, I do feel that most I feel offended. Yes, I feel that most you people should work in the me? kitchen, though, right? Sorry? Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah, like, honestly, there's so many different guys I know from different bands that we've been on tour with or, like, we've recorded with. And like they happen to be cooks as well. It's great. Again, so like if you go to the woods and like we're having like a big fire, like people just bring in steaks and stuff, right? Like open <laughs> fire cooking is super cool. Like it's a, I love that sort of thing. In fact, um, me and the guy Aiden works with Joaquin, like we were actually thinking of eventually opening a bar. We wanted to do like an open fire cooking for that sort of uh, uh, like the, the back kitchen stuff. But like, you know, the insurance would just like murder us. I would imagine, I would imagine the yeah. health authority would be like, um, you can't yeah. have open fires at the table. There was a place yeah. called um, it was a branch. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was called like um, like Mongolian Grill. They did that sort of thing, or like yeah. uh, like a Benny Hanna situation, I guess. Too glare here, but like I, I love that sort of thing. Super cool. So where are you guys going out in the woods? So let me like guess, few... you're going to your mom's cottage. <laughs> no, not, not not that funny. But like okay. Uh, there's a few really nice parks in Guelph. It's uh, got a sort of Oregon vibe, I guess, in some ways. Like everyone around here is like super into nature, super not very, um, I don't know, like work oriented, I guess. Like, like you know, everyone has more of a community basis sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So how did you guys kind of um, meet? Like, because I'm not sure, like I know in Toronto, metal, there's a metal community. But Guelph, I'm not like, how does that all kind of come together? Yeah, it was kind of a funny one. When me and Aiden started out, it was we were in like grade nine. We started making contact. He was yeah, he was in um, a different school to me and Alex, the lead guitarist of Unbowed. But after we sort of uh, made the realization that we listened to the same sort of music, um, I guess we started reaching out 
to various friends who knew other people around the area sort of thing. And uh, it's weird because in Guelph, a, a lot of the, the main musical um, influences on like the scene was kind of predominantly like uh, metalcore sort of stuff. And so we, as soon as we started playing live, which was around 2011, 2012, we became like that band because like we were like wearing like all this like fake blood and like we had like a keyboard player at the time. And like, I guess it was more of a novelty to people coming out to shows, but as the sort of core scene kind of died down a little bit, cause it was like in the height of um, like Bring Me the Horizon or like Suicide Silence yeah. and stuff like that. As that sort of died down and other bands started um, emerging or bands that were in that sort of core vibe kind of expand, expanded their influence. Uh, we kind of almost took a bit of the core influence. And so things kind of generally have mixed into a lot of more of a black metal sort of thing in Guelph right now, like funnily enough, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say like full black metal, but you can tell there's certainly more going on than just like breakdowns now, which is cool. And like, it was really nice to see um, a friend of ours band. Uh, they're called Nepenthe. They're really cool. You guys should check them out. Uh, they had a free show on just after COVID ended, just as like a celebration, just to have people back in the scene. And without sounding cheesy, it was just so wholesome just to see how many people were there uh, of all different walks of life, just coming to this, this show and like watching uh, like doom metal in Guelph. It was really funny. And like the spiritual part of it for us was that it was in one of the first places any of us ever started like hanging out. It's like the um, like a punk bar called Jimmy Jazz. Okay. And the first show I ever saw there, I was underage, shouldn't have even been in there. And it was like a core show. And now here we are like a decade later, almost listening to stuff that I would have been listening to at my computer after high school. Nice. Nice. So the record yeah. uh, color, the soul is due out what, like about two weeks. We yeah. It comes out May 20th. So, so now that it's completely two weeks. Yeah. A little <laughs> under two weeks. How excited are you? First of all, and second of all, now that it's complete, are you satisfied with the way it turned out? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Eden, if you want to take that first. Yeah, sure, yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm so excited for this album to come out. Like, it's been a long time coming. I'm super happy with the parts that I wrote for it, and I'm sure everybody else is as well. So, yeah, I, I'm just ecstatic. Yeah, this album um, was actually, it's like almost pan-continental. So a few of us were like in Finland when it was first getting uh, made. And then there was a few in England. Uh, our drummer, Julian and Alex, again, were studying um, engineering and like mixing and mastering in London, England. So this album started its creation, I think almost like five years ago now, reasonably. And so it's been a long slog compared to the last two full lengths we did, which were kind of banged out the same way we do we did everything in Guelph which was like well, I'm just gonna walk over to Alex's house or I'm gonna walk over here do this and like we'll spend a day do like three or four songs but it was a lot harder to do that during all of this and then uh, along with the pandemic as well it became increasingly hard but a common question we got asked is like how did this pandemic affect like our band's like um musical process and it was actually more of the same really because we already had these hurdles trying to get this thing out and um it kind of gave us more time to think than before and so i think a lot of uh the concepts and the uh the progression in it kind of tell more of like a, a telling of how we've all grown up since then so it's more of like going from our young 20s into 
more or less adulthood now. And like, as we've progressed as people, this album's kind of become something more. I have a very serious well, question to, for I you guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rena. Yes, thank you. Uh, you said some of your people were in Finland. Guess yeah, so me and Alex actually have another band out there with a Finnish dude where we just kind of lock ourselves away for like three weeks in a cabin and we'll just like see what we come up with. It's, uh, it's always an interesting time. Uh, another friend of ours, Zach, uh, he comes with us. He's in a few of our other projects as well. That's more predominantly like black metal stuff, but it's always interesting to see how we, we think of or we start talking about um, very uh, similar concepts in a lot of our other bands and we'll bring it into the unbowed stuff and so i say it starts with like stuff like when we go away to finland or like when we're over in europe doing other stuff i i say it starts because like i you can hear melodies when you when you have different views or like when you're walking around right rena's yeah. in finland like i'm a finnish person in finland oh awesome right, right now. <laughs> yeah that's fucking awesome yeah we were in kayani i don't know how close that is to you really fucking far that's way up north like yeah you know, yeah yeah that's really close to Pite, where nightwish is from and yeah know. that's right exactly yeah everyone there's like it's more of a like kayani is kind of a military base right so it's kind of vacant most of the time and it's very close to the the bush so it's kind of um it's funny when you can hear of like bands that are actually from there and nightwish especially yeah, too really. right like nightwish is so um like that, huge yeah <laughs> like yeah glorious <laughs> They have no they shortage are of fans. Glorious, that is for sure. Now that they're with Floor, like you know, it's it's a perfect combination. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. Like I was never, and to go into the subject a little bit, I was never a huge fan of the Taria Turunen phase. You know, like it, it bothered yeah. me the pronunciation of English and just like the I don't know, because she she was always kind of like, you know, she didn't really like metal or metal heads. You know, that she always kind of talked down yeah. a little to the whole like metal concept of of things. And yeah. to actually throw a little bit of a humble brag out there, one mm. of my band's albums was actually produced by Thomas Holobainen of, of Nightwish. Oh, that's so I was awesome. not in the band back then. Hey, but right it's still oh, that's, that's <laughs> super cool. Yeah. What's your it band's is, name? Uh, Silentium mm. is my band. Yeah. Nice. Thomas I'll check in the it out. Nightwish book. Yeah. Awesome. Thomas yeah. in the Nightwish book said that if he had the balls, he would make the music that we make, that like no part of the <laughs> Just That's like, an horrible you know, thing to say. That's awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is very cool. But it's so funny that you guys are also have this like connection to Finland and that you yeah. go into the woods there to brand yourself and then you come to Finland <laughs> and go to the woods yeah. again. Yeah. And what sort of things do you do to hurt yourself here in the north? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um I have I have a very serious question. Oh, Jesus. Bring it. This is really Bring serious. How much go. did your music change? When the government started mailing you weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funnily enough, like I'd say like drugs are probably the least influential thing on our music. That's kind of a hot take from metalheads, maybe, but like um yeah, for the most part, like I don't know, most people I know who like partake, like they kind of stuck to their dealers anyway, sort of thing, yeah. you know. So like <laughs> You well, know, what is this take. mailing of weed? Please tell so me more about 
it's well, legal in Canada, so the government yeah. mails it to you. You just go on the website, you order it, and they send it to your house through the post office. Wow. I was unaware. Yeah, of it's kind of it's almost irritating for like again going back to like the the cultural aspect because there's so many weed stores now. It's just like McDonald's and Starbucks. It's oh, just yeah. like all over really? the place. It's like, do we really need this many? Last like, time I was <laughs> back in Canada, I was yeah. shocked because I live yeah. in I live in D.C. now at Washington. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the last time I went back, like you know, all those signs that they have on the side of the road, it's like get your oil changed thirty nine ninety five or whatever. It was like right. two bongs, fourteen bucks. <laughs> no, yeah, blunt, blunts, joints. <laughs> like everything was like, what the fuck is and going on? And it's just totally here? no no restrictions. You just kind of go. I mean, obviously yeah. it's a major restriction or something, probably right. But you just it's like it's in. like a, it's like a bar, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of just like an LCBO sort of situation. So like, um, like Liquor Board of Canada. Like, it's yeah, like it's, just, it's like the ABC it's a, here, Bruce. It's like okay. ABC yeah. in Virginia. Yeah, it's a controlled substance. So like, yeah. uh, really, you shouldn't be getting it from dealers. But like, I think the the main gripe from people I hear is that like, it's kind of like pasta. So it's kind of like uh, it's dried <laughs> too long. It's kind of sat there for way too long, sort of thing. So it, it's a little different, right? So yeah, yeah, the quality isn't I, as good yeah. apparently. Yeah, like I'm. In in my heyday, it was mostly ditch weed, so I can't talk. Like it's, it's um, yeah. I love that my heyday. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. yeah. you're like twelve. In my yeah, heyday, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I was just always curious because like I left Canada the year before they legalized it. Right. So like when I went back, I was just like, holy fuck, this would have put me in jail when I was a kid. And now it's like. <laughs> Now it's on advertisements all over the street. <laughs> it's just like, this is great. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, whenever I travel to, like, friends in the States, like, well, I'll go to Virginia quite often. And, oh, like, yeah. where we are. Oh, my God. Like, the, the things that you see, like, the billboards of, like, these, like, these military looking dudes, like, I'm going to fight the war on drugs. It's like, whoa, oh, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're losing. <laughs> right. You already lost. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Richmond, so I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I've seen them. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm wild, in, I'm man. In, I'm in North Virginia, so it's there's nothing like that here. Oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's well, we it's now funny. have a really, really important question for Aiden. And okay. that question is, and this is a classic question on this show, and we're oh, looking Jesus. for your wisdom on this subject. Uh -oh. So is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh no, I would have to ask this. Um you're an expert, you know, you know, yes. you know, kitchen things. So, you That's know, right. we're, we're going to like really put weight on your answer now. I, I'd say it's a sandwich. Yes. Yes. It has to be. Straight from the sous chef mouth right here. Let's, let's awesome. hear your, your argument on why you say yes, it is. Bread, meat and condiments. That's what a <laughs> sandwich is, right? Yeah. But together, it's just a different form of it. I 100% yeah. agree. So, yeah, on that note, if if you're in water, are you wet? If you're fully oh. submerged, are you wet in water? Yes. Yes. I, mean, I don't think so. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> are you trying to stump <laughs> us? I that's, actually, yeah, that's actually an interesting question. <laughs> you're, you're wet not when dry. You're yeah. You're not dry, but exactly. are you wet? Exactly. Yeah. Because you're only wet when you can feel yeah. the dry right. air. Or you get out of wet, the water. Wet is a state of mind, I think. 
That's like my dad. My dad used to say, women do not actually get cold. They just have this emotion, like the spiritual coldness that they don't understand that they're actually warm. If they just decided it, <laughs> they're warm. Spiritually cold. They wouldn't be like shivering in the wow. cold. So apparently this is the same kind of thinking. You know, You're not logic, cold. Right? You just have a terrible spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, just don't, you just don't understand that you don't have to be. That straight up just sounds like classic. some lyrics from the new Unbowed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, all right. We I'm going to, I'll jump in. Is there something you want your fans to take away from after listening to uh, an Unbowed record or specifically this record? Specifically Color the Soul um, because it took so long and because we had such um, a great, great amount of time to like really craft what it, what it is we wanted the message to be or the takeaway. Uh, I'd say that it heavily follows um, one of our favorite authors, um, Joseph Campbell. I don't know if you've ever heard of oh, him. Oh, I love Joseph Campbell. Yeah, so he's absolutely fantastic. The power of the myth. Exactly, the monomyth. Like, essentially, yeah. no matter where you are, no matter who you are, whatever walk of life, we all kind of want the same thing. We want to be able to protect our family. We want to show them that they're loved. We want to show that we're loved. We want to love ourselves. We want to be able to uh, grow and we want to be able to live life to the fullest. And I think something that's distinctly lacking in most of modern culture is that we've completely neglected the, uh, this concept of a soul and this idea that beauty is inherent in all things. And so what I tried to do with the lyrics and what I think Alex and the rest of the boys crafted so well with the music is that uh, there's a synergy between the two. There's a synergy between technicality and there's a synergy between um, like the poetic aspect of what I've brought to the band. So while they're making things sound absolutely excellent and, uh, you know, went to school for this stuff and made uh, production such a, a powerful tool and clarity in that way, I was able to take what I do, which is predominantly studying myth and predominantly understanding how we could better bring mythology and ancient tales that have just been in our blood since the beginning of time into the foray today in modern times because i think if there's one thing that's going to help someone who might be struggling with a, a depression while in like you know a maze of concrete is understanding that you know you can still go outside and see the exact same stars that your ancestors saw and you can still feel the exact same way that they did when they saw someone they loved or the way that you can help someone and understand that, you know, good is inherent in the human soul. We can understand when things go right. We can understand when we're helping, when we're making things worse for other people and how that collectively hurts us all, essentially. And so throughout this, we've applied different runes um, from the Germanic folklore myths uh, and their culture and their meanings towards stuff like uh, Carl Jung's work. So a lot of stuff like um, the understanding of how the soul is both masculine and feminine, how that contributes to being good at things and also being able to understand that uh, you, you're going to have to grow, you know, without rambling too much. That's kind of no, it. No, no. Just, no, yeah. not at all. Now we yeah. know that you don't smoke weed, but you eat shit loads of mushrooms. Yeah. He's like, hey, settle down over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but everything it, you said, I, I, yeah. I'm willing to sign off on. Like, you know, completely right. And that is a great message to convey to Thank people. you. And Thank you. Yeah, it's something that, that you guys understand it. 
yeah, we all fully just like we we sign off on that message and we we sign off on the fact that there shouldn't be any room for um, hate for yourself or other people and understanding that all together, if we look for more common good in each other, it kind of resembles the same thing that I was talking about before when we come back from such a horrible time of uh, a pandemic and we can uh, like, you know, for two years, we just saw people arguing online and like not having human connection. But, you know, going into a building where we all like the same music and understanding we have more in common than we do apart. That's kind of, I think, the only way we have any shot at saving this thing we call civilization. So <laughs> yeah. if I can get any message across with this album, it's that we need to work on ourselves and it's OK to recognize weakness in ourselves and that we should be constantly trying to grow from that with each other. That's kind of the main message of it understanding that if you conquer the world within sort of thing, then you can help this world outside. Nice. I, I think, I think that's a great place to end this interview. Yeah. I don't think we can top it. Bruce, did you have anything else? Sorry. I don't know. I was going to say, I'll sign off on everything you just said. I'm 100% in your corner there. Awesome. It's yeah. been great to meet you guys. Thank you, my friend. I really right. appreciate it. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.